What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 713 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by not one, not two, but three co-hosts. We got Ben Funky Askren, James Dean Raider, and David Dylan Duncan Bray. We're all here. I made it here. There was a crazy windstorm. My grill got blown off the porch and completely destroyed this morning. I drove halfway here. And then forgot my computer. I came back. The forces are trying to make this show not happen, but I, I'm undeterred. It's the Houston area code show today. And not, li- a great, not a great uh, 24 hours. Not a Houston great start code. for the Houston Astros, all you baseball fans. Everyone loves this Astros team. I mean, America is just behind this <laughs> group of guys. Aren't they cheaters or something? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. All I know is Caleb Davis-Piles uh, had a devastated evening last night because they got sort of rocked because they didn't hit the ball. But there's so much... Great stuff happening in the wrestling world. We don't even have to think about baseball that much. And one, the healing of America, perhaps. Jer- Jordan Burroughs and Ben Askren, uh, you know, ending the beef, squashing it, absolving their differences. Now we can move on. This is, this is if not for America, it was great for me. <laughs> Two of my absolute favorite people uh, in the sport. It's not right if, if they're not on the same page. So that was great. We didn't get to talk about um, sort of have a little discussion afterwards, but I think my 86 kilogram master plan, not Absolutely. off to the, not off to a great start. Um, but there's time, and that's what I'm going to focus on. There's time to still, you know, convince him that this is uh, that's going to be better for him. But his logic does make sense, and it sounds like he's like, who's going to beat me at 74 other than, other than Kyle? Whereas at 86. Mm-hmm. He's, I guess he sees these guys coming. You got the Aaron Brookses, you got Zahid, just to get to David. Um, yeah. yeah, not a lot of easy options. But I thought that was interesting. Like he acted like he hadn't even ever considered it. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was an. I mean, it sounded like he had considered it a little bit because he was like, you know, it's this much weight and this much difference, and I just can't do that. Yeah. What do you? I guess my my counter with that because you don't have to weigh exactly 190 pounds or 195. It would be a disadvantage, but you know, cutting too much weight is a disadvantage. Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I view it. But he knows how he feels when he wrestles down at 74. I don't. I just, I just just watch from the cheap seats and opinionate, opine. I guess is the word. Um, Hey, Thursday news dump last week. We didn't talk about it. Cleveland State, a Cleveland State, Morgan State got a new program. Wow, Cleveland State, congrats. Congrats to the Vikings. Morgan State out of Maryland, uh, HBCU, the first, I believe, to add wrestling. So First at the Division One level. At the D1 level. I think there are four or five total. Um, yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's it's a huge story. Not just the fact that they added it, but that it's a, it's a nine scholarship. It's either nine or full 9.9 yeah. scholarship program uh, at the Division One level. That's, that's big. And... There's HBCU Wrestling Foundation is like really trying to add more, so um, that's a that's a big thing. Yeah, is, and I guess the hope is that once you get the first, that the others would then see, hey, this the is domino. a great way um, to have the domino effect. So awesome to add a program, especially you know, sort sort of a a different kind of thing that we haven't seen at the D1 level. So uh, mm-hmm. always good to be adding more programs and. 
that HBCU is even, you know, going to provide more opportunities, which is something that wrestling can really boast is like it, it's it's a sport really for everyone. So sport for everyone, not for the rich people. Like that guy was trying to make an argument last week. Uh, it's, no, it's true. I think, I think I thought about it more and I think, I think you're, your idea of how affordable wrestling is is not aligned with the, the common. I, 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 I spelled out all the expenses. I literally told you all the expenses. Yeah, I think you you downplayed uh, and minimized. What did I downplay? Like, you're how like much two, two national to tournament. At two national tournaments. You're like, oh, they're just two national. Like, no, that is like real expense. Go to the ones that are close to you. I mean, there's right there's one. It's Western Regional. If you're in say California, you go to Las Vegas. There's the Freak Show. There 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 are national tournaments on every part of the country. So, yeah, I I think with a kid, if the parents can't afford it and they really want to get a summer job, I I think they can afford it. I think wrestling is the top Division One sport for first generation. Yeah, it is adults. true. It is. That is true. That's true. That's a true thing. You know, when you're thinking about the the expense of wrestling, a program like like Morgan State is in a really good area to to kind of serve kids who maybe are coming from backgrounds where it's hard to afford national tournaments like that. Um, I think I think you know Nomad tweeted, hopefully, beat the streets. Baltimore becomes involved and is like you know as a partner with this with this university. But that's a place where like they that's an organization that can kind of help to offset some of those expenses for kids and just has a plan and is organized and and i mean baltimore area you're in proximity to some really good big national level wrestling kind of like ben alluded to so it's it's i think easier for a kid to find access to some of the things they need to be good in a a a place like that baltimore area and you know a school coming up in that area is a really good thing Bodie broadus would have been a good wrestler had he been given the opportunity. Yeah, get that kid in the room, man. He had a good, he had a good right hook. He would have been a good MMA fighter. Yeah, but Jordan Burroughs <laughs> that, that was his wants corner. to fight MMA. Jordan Burroughs wants to fight MMA. He's, one. He's he could be teasing. He's alluded to this before and then like backtracked. But well, I, th- I think this is more realistic that he's saying I want to do it just once. But now he's going to have to figure out like the UFC won't want him for just once if they're going to go through the process of signing him and marketing him. They, they would want. You know, a better return on their investment, which is multiple fights. Um, so I, I have a hard time seeing. Well, that's it's going live on our screen. We're watching the lights go up. That's pretty tremendous. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think I think like I said, some type of freak show event would be great with like a, a triller or someone freak like show, <laughs> freak show event, Rocky Mountain circus. We, we need a circus. We want a circus. What him versus Dylan Danis? It's perfect. That's a great. Dan, Danis won't say yes. Danis, he don't really. Danis he only really fights cops fight. now. <laughs> Even beat cops. He, he lost the cops. <laughs> Let me see when the last time Dan fought is. I think 2019. What? Yeah, he hasn't done time. jiu-jitsu in a really long time either. Maybe it's yeah. been since 2017 ADCC since he last did jiu-jitsu. I don't yeah, know what Dan he does. Dan hasn't fought since June of 2019. I think he just be his, uh, I think he's Connor's lackey maybe, and that's his job or something. Inspiring. Uh, well, right. I, think, I, think George, I, I think Jordan should fight him. He should call him out. Guys, at some point, he can't have but so much money. He'll, he's going to need to fight, right? Talking about Dylan. You, well, or do something for a living, yes. Something. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. can't work at, he can't work at Blockbuster like AJ Soprano did, so he's got to find something else. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Jordan really wants to fight. I mean, 
does he really, really, really want to fight? Or I think he wants to fight. Well, I think every man is curious about what it'd be like. Aren't you a little curious? Who do you want to fight, CP? You're a little <laughs> curious what it would be like to step in there. Who are you I, calling out, Bader? I fought. No, I don't want. No, I don't want to fight Bader. I don't want to fight someone that, that I that I love so dearly. Although I fought my brother probably around a hundred yeah, times. This exactly. fights. So yeah, um, and I love him, but yeah, I don't know who I would fight, or maybe I do. JD, who do you want to fight in the office? Anybody who wants to smoke, come get it. <laughs> All right, yeah, in the office. Who would? Yeah, <laughs> Bader. No, no, no one wants to fight Bader. Bader's Bader. a little Tasmanian devil. Yeah, he's he's uh, as uh, Ollie calls him, Donnie Thornberry. Yeah, he's just this wild, um, wild animal of a man. Look, and I have, um, I think I have the gas tank on most people in the office. Oh yeah, but maybe not Bader. I mean, I. I think There's, well, he's old now though. He, he, yeah. he had a great gas tank. He he always won the six mile run at Missouri. Really, really good gas tank. When uh, we road trip with JD back from the snow apocalypse, this guy was getting after it on the treadmill. I was feeling very self conscious. Peter was no JD. Oh JD, this guy yeah, was yeah. putting miles on the tires. Nice. Yeah, I thought I was. I thought I was going to get up early and grind. I was rising and grinding uh, this weekend, but freaking JD was already in the workout room when I got down there. You Dang. sleep, I grind. <laughs> <laughs> he says stuff like I that. Think... He's got all that chambered. He really yeah. should be. A I'm not. A, I'm not a morning guy. I think Super Thirty Two is the only eight AM double morning tournament. I don't know about that. That's early. It, it, it is early. Luckily, early. it gets over fast. So, like most tournaments, yeah. run until like eight PM. So then you're up until like. 11 doing work and getting dinner and whatever but when it ends at like five you can kind of be done with your day early and go to bed a little bit earlier yeah yeah for sure i'm thinking about who i want to fight in the office (laughs) i I, listen you can hit sion with with a cinder block and you don't want you don't want to fight sion no you don't want to do that no you don't want to fight sion um who do I want to see? I want we want Ollie and Spay. Spay. No, Ollie no. and Spay. No, we want Spay versus Sion so bad in a wrestling. I mean, match. no, they, they, Sion and whoop his ass. I don't, dude. I don't think so. You've never seen Spay angry. Spay, <laughs> Spay, Spay is low key athletic in ways that I bet I'm betting on Spay. I'm betting on Sion. He's he is Kale Sanderson's training partner. His main training partner, according to Sion. <laughs> no, that's a joke. I mean, they. I've seen them. You know, slap each other a bit. Yeah, the the it's like who can last over forty eight <laughs> seconds? Yes, because that will be that will be the winner. Okay, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back on topic as best we can. Who knows? Our man Keith Cawthon says he'll fight both Bader and Sion. <laughs> All right, well there you go. That, that sounds like two bad days for uh, Keith Gothard. Wrestle offs are happening. They're they are we're in the midst. Some interesting yeah, results so far. Um, most interesting one, Jordan Decatur takes out, uh, Man. Anthony Echemendia at 141. Well, you guys overhyping people. We, we, we cursed him with the film. He want no, that film's great. It regardless, great. you guys <laughs> cursed him. He's third string. Him. It's like the Madden curse. No, it's really not. He just, he, uh, yeah, he's not doing that great right now. Also, he could redshirt this year and then come back next year. Lots of learned to. He's. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram. I may, I may. I'm sort of rethinking it, but the 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 guy is certainly exercising a lot. I don't know how much of it is wrestling specific, but the young man is at least in shape. He's shredded. He is. He is shredded up. I I, I fear 
he may have more of a bodybuilding focus at this point, but um, I think he's very happy mm. to be here in the the United States. Uh, what wasn't Gavin Kane a starter previously? I'm for, looking at this North Carolina result. Gavin Kane yeah. over Clay Lott. Yeah, I think they both they both have started for for UNC okay. at different points. As has uh, Jamie Hernandez. Uh, I'm not surprised to see Hernandez beat Heilman. Um, but for for Ohio State, the interesting thing for them is who goes 33 for them with um, Decatur, oh, Etchemendia, and Demilio all at 41. Well, who was there? I just looked at this the other day. So they've got their hold on. We can pull up Ohio State's wrestle off. They put po- they posted the brackets. Yeah, they um, the brackets. That's what I was looking at. But it it's not it's not inspiring. Look, thirty three was someone. It wasn't someone yeah, who's gonna make a run at all American, but it was someone who was solid. I feel like, but maybe I'm misremembering. Who the heck was it? Gallagher's listed in the uh, fifty seven. At 57. Did you see what they did with him? That was kind of funny. Is they pushed him all the way. So there was four people. We'll go to go to Gallagher's bracket. Hold on right here. There's four people. So they do a preview, a prior wrestle off, then a wrestle off, then him. So like they got to like work to get to him. I thought that was kind of unique, as opposed to just putting one verse four, two verse three. He must be housing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you, that's what that you, means. To you'll me. see that a lot, but it's like with an established starter. Yeah. yeah. He must be. Yeah. He's probably crushing it. Um, it mm-hmm. The other interesting wrestle-off will be at um, 84, 84 between Romero yeah. and um, Ethan Smith. Oh, 84? Romero, Rocky or no, uh, Rocky Jordan. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, so right, Mizzou had theirs last Kuntz, night, too. Uh, Andre Gonzalez. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kutz is good at Greco, but I, I don't think he's a... Okay. I don't think he's at all. I don't think either of those guys are probably all American threats. I'm a little surprised to see Gonzalez at 33. I I thought he would be at least a year at 25. Yeah, dude, he's certified at 25. He can go down to hold on. I've got the numbers here. 113. Uh, Did you do the pinch test or what? He's he can, got the documents. I've got the I've got the documents. He he's go, got documentation. He can go 113. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what kind I'm of in. cheating test is this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> they got him low. My man forgot the 118 weight class is gone. <laughs> Dude, I, I I remember I remember in college when they did I had to take in our like freshman year we had to take this concepts of physical fitness class and they did like a pinch test and the whole thing and it was like the very next day that we did it for weight certification for wrestling and like <laughs> they they you know you did the pinch test in the class and your you know I don't know body fat's like eight percent or something and then do it for for the you're about eighteen for, for the yeah you do it with the coach and the, and the trainer's like. All right, let me pull a little more here. Yeah. All right, twenty percent body fat. There you go. That's wow. such a bad way to measure. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way. Yeah, I hate it. Um, Cer- certification day was like the worst, worst part of coaching because certification to- is pretty terrible too, especially at high school because uh, at, they only they do it a one time singular thing, and an athlete's body composition is very likely to change over the course of three to four months. Yeah, especially high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Also, getting a high, high schooler school. to be. Light but also hydrated is not easy for, for, for um, yeah, wrestlers in the Shenandoah Valley. I remember at my high school, some kid did not pass hydration but wasn't cutting anyway. We were like, Riley, what the heck, man? He goes, I don't know, I forgot to drink. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. a common thing. It's like, well, the, you're the 215. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, at one championship, and we had to do that. They, they, they told us because they obviously they didn't want us to fail, but they told us. 
that the test doesn't actually measure hydration. It measures the amount of solids in the piss, which is uh, a proxy for hydration. And so if you're eating like a lot of steak, I guess, because it takes a lot to break steak down or a lot of multivitamins or supplements that potentially you could fail because of those things too. Yeah. Sounds like so a perfect I, recipe. That was what they told us. Yeah. Yeah. I eat steak with a side of multivitamins pretty much every day. So mm. crack, asparagus. Cr- crack them up. Mm. <laughs> that perfect seasoning. I may uh, never have steak probably. again. Mine's been destroyed by the mighty winds of Texas. See, hey, the way to break that is slop up your steak. Oh, I got slop to hydrate it. They'd be slopped <laughs> up this uh, this morning because it's a very wet morning, very rainy. Okay. Um, other Mizzou had rest offs last night. Uh, I think this is notable news. I believe Josh Edmond is a starter at 149, and Brock Ooh. Muller is going to redshirt. Ooh. So Edmund won? Edmund uh, – Mahler did a freestyle wrestle-off. Or a freestyle match because he's getting ready for the U23s, which is coming yeah. up very shortly. Okay. Uh, got it. I was yeah. about to say. What does that mean? Okay. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. That's it. I mean, obviously Mahler's great, but I, I want to see what Edmund can do as well. I guess mm-hmm. it kind of kicks down the, the lineup thing they'll run into at some point in the next coming years, but – well, because, yeah, him and he, he's got a red shirt. Jake uses a red shirt, and Keegan still has a red shirt. Um, so they have a bunch of red shirts in the middle of the lineup somewhere. Mike Keegan red shirt? Mm, don't think it's looking like it anymore. You thought he was, though? I thought, yeah. Dang. That would have been something. Mm-hmm. He's going to go 65, yeah. right? Yes. He's going to win the NCAA wrestling tournament? One, he's going 184. He's going 84? Dang. Look out, Aaron Brooks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any other notables? I mean, uh, Missouri's super deep. Is Are those results? Uh, I'm looking yeah, there's right – uh, I was – Noah Certain beat Connor Brown was probably the, you know, the most competitive Ooh. one because um, obviously Connor Brown was supposed to be the starter last year going into the MAC championships, and he hurt his leg that week. So then Noah Certain stepped in and still qualified. But uh, – so I think that's probably the most notable one. Mm. I wonder if that – I don't know – As time goes on. The other one that I was interested to see, and I did not, I did, you know, I didn't even ask, uh, why, but Colton Hawks and Jeremiah Kent, I thought that would happen. Um, I did not see Colton Hawks, so I think maybe he was injured or something. Dang. No pit yeah. vipers busting out. Pit vipers. Pit vipers. <laughs> maybe, maybe a way to week. Yeah. To unleash the, the pits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coach Scott Goodale says Sebastian Rivera. 141. Sammy Alvarez, 133. They're going to try it again. Try to get young Sammy down to 33. Of course, we Jeez, know he, his, his weight got uh, mad high last year, and he wasn't able to go 33. So there's two ways to look at it. It's either the structure of a full season will help him, or the fact that he has to make 33 for a full season will hinder him because he has to cut that much weight yeah. for so long. Well, I, yeah, I think one of the things that really hurt him last year was that he didn't he didn't compete from the end of January. Yeah, I and forgot t- Rutgers had that huge yeah. break because they had a couple of duels canceled. Yeah, so he I, I think I don't know I think the structure is gonna is gonna help him. Um, yeah, and I think they had in addition to the breaks, I think they had time where they had to be off the mat completely or what? Yes, I'm remembering correctly. And then so you know the coaches aren't having that daily sort of touch point with with him. This is my recollection of what of what happened. And then, you know, he blew up. Next thing you know, my man's weighing 163 pounds. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. I just oh. made up a number. <laughs> he's, like, dang, yeah. I didn't hear that one. I, he, he's a gamer. He, um, I think he'll be ready. I, I, I think 
I don't know, kid like that, gamer without the opportunities to compete. It's I think it can be hard. I mean, you know, easy to lose focus. Very hum- and could be a, could have been a very humbling thing for him too. Yeah, like all right, but but man, that guy is he, he loves the he loves the show. He loves the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I I hope it's a good a good look for him. He <laughs> we were at U twenty threes and I was like you know we're shooting little like clips on the side of the mat to put on social media and uh, he's on deck. He's warming up right next to me and then right before he goes on the mat, he's like. Looks at me. He's like, "I'm gonna get you something for the for the gram." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, he loves the gram. Speaking of the gram, we gotta pour one out for Sebastian Rivera's Instagram. Man. It's been super hacked. Um, if you scroll, what up, happened? Well, I don't know. See it. This someone. It looked fine. Look at this shirtless guy on the beach having the time of his life. Who's he doesn't this? have a shirt on. Who's this lady? His girlfriend stole his. Not his Instagram. girlfriend. That's that's nice girlfriend. His girlfriend stole it. No, it's not his girlfriend. How do that's you know that? Because if you scroll, you can see <laughs> it's his like a girlfriend. pirate or something. It says Sebastian Jesus. got. Oh, that was Mark's comment. Yeah, he got. He got, got. It. It's his ex girl. It's his ex girlfriend. It's his Puerto Rican mistress. Stop it. Don't get <laughs> yes. Sebastian in trouble. She hacked it. And because she's mad that he's posing with his other girlfriend. This is obvious. This is not a hack. This is an ex girlfriend getting angry. No, man. Don't start trouble. Well. My man needs to up his password game. Listen. Go two-factor, baby. I tell the team this all the time. Two-factor. Well, it's not Racky got got. Racky got got. Did he have two-factor? RBY got 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 last year. Probably didn't have Mm two-factor. Listen, it's not hard. I had my Twitter hacked one time. Not good. Not ideal. What happened? It was the dude was posting a bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, what? It's like all crazy stuff. I can't stuff that I can't stay on here because people try to cancel me. It was a Russian dude, and then I think I had to pay him back. And actually, I didn't even have an Instagram, and some Russian dude made an Instagram of me, and Tyron Woodley uh, paid him to, to let me have it. Really? There's money That's in this game. My Instagram. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'll send you like two hundred bucks. Let this is like a hostage scenario. So wait, like you had that, to pay yeah. to get your Twitter back too? No, 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 no. Twitter, I had people that, so I had someone take care of that and they figured it out. And, um, but then the Instagram, like someone started a Ben Askren Instagram, uh, cause I, I wasn't on Instagram and Tyron's like, Ben, you're going to want this. And I'm like, uh, okay, sure. Whatever. And Tyron went and paid them, paid them a couple hundred bucks. And then <laughs> they're like, here's the password. And I logged in and made my own password and stuff. Wow. Yeah, that's just that's just a valuable service that guy's providing. That's great. He yeah. he he kept it safe and secure until you were ready. What a yeah. good guy! All right, I'm gonna negotiate with terrorists. Two hundred yeah. bucks is somebody else's money. That sounds worth it to me. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred bucks. All right. So or maybe maybe sign maybe sign him an autograph something. I don't remember what it was. It was it was something to that effect. A couple hundred dollars. Maybe send him like a signed shirt or something. I don't remember. Hey, did was. you see this Brady six hundred TD ball? Situation. Yes, yeah. my man Bitcoin. got a Bitcoin out of it. Yeah, he got a Bitcoin and a lot of other stuff. Well, at first oh, really? he about blew it and just gave the ball away for like a thousand dollar gift card. <laughs> and it Dave was, and Buster's, and it was so worth five hundred thousand dollars. How did he get that though? What? How did he get the ball? Uh, so <laughs> Mike Evans. Brady threw it to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans hands the ball off to the stands every time he scores a touchdown. And he didn't realize it was Brady's 600th TD. And so he just gave the ball away like he does every touchdown. And then apparently immediately, like, security realized and, like, swarmed him. And was like, hey, give us that ball. We'll give you a gift card, whatever. I don't know. Maybe he didn't realize. And was just like, okay, cool, gift card. 
Yeah. I never heard of finders keepers. Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's so he got like all this sign stuff. The dude made out like a bandit. He got a bitcoin, whatever that's worth today. Sixty nine thousand, I think. No, no, we that's, that was Bracky's book. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we got to get Bracky for the updated because Ben will tweet the wrong price. <laughs> All right, um, I'll text Bracky for updated Bitcoin price. Okay. All right, what's what is next on the D one front? Um, Ian Parker going up to forty nine, which will force a wrestle off with one Jared Deegan, who is he's on he's on the camera. Deegan's still eligible. Because last year didn't count. The same uh, reason Michael really? Kimmer is in his seventh year of higher learning. And Stevan Micic is in his eighth year. Well, Love it. That's a little different because he took a lot of years off. Regardless, years. let's focus on the years. thing of two of Iowa State's best wrestlers, David yes. Carr excluded, are wrestling at the same weight class. I assume awesome. loser will go down. Or yeah. like... Can? No, they're going to go up and challenge David Carr, 57. <laughs> Dang. I, I, yeah, there were photos floating around of Ian Parker training in the preseason. He, he the looked guy huge. Looked, he looked massive, so it makes sense. Um, going down is not going to be fun for either one of those guys if they lose. I mean, Ian, Ian was a 33 to start his career. That's true. Um, oh, my gosh. Is that Ian Parker? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Tyler. I know I am. This yeah. man, Ian Parker, he's been... What are they? His, a lot of Casey's. More like Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, he looked like Peter Parker. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for a joke there. Couldn't find it. This dude looks absolutely massive. All right, well. Yeah, all the comments going 174. Ian Parker looking huge. He looks huge. Okay, speaking of unknowns, Logan Massa, unknowns. his status. Look at well, Ian Parker. How does he still not know? I'm very confused by the fact that he doesn't I'm know. I'm quite so. confused as well. I don't know what. If we're in the middle of October, and we're at the end of October. Well, it's probably just second semester. It's basically it Halloween. It's spooky and scary, and we still don't know what weight this guy's going or if but he's so wrestling. Is he, he is he in school? I doubt he's in school. I mean, that just means he's going to decide for second semester. Second semester. Yeah, second semester. Who's, who, who's going to be the seventy-four starter now? He's just like teasing them. Um, I yeah, I don't know. But uh, it sounds like it's 50-50 at this point if Logan will be wrestling. I just assumed he wasn't. I did too. I, you know, when when Stefan and then Miles Amin put out the cool video that he was coming back, I was like, okay, well, if we haven't heard anything at this point from you. He also Logan, had a child. He had a child, which sometimes changes things. You kind of want one season of dad strength. <laughs> He's probably on paternity leave. Oh, my God. He could be on paternity leave there you from go. wrestling. It's 2021. Um, there's paternity leave. So we'll see what Massa does for Michigan. Obviously, they are probably big time hoping he comes back, but big time. unknown at this point. I man, the the uh, the Detroit factor that that's got to be in the back of his mind. I know that was a the piece Detroit of it factor. for Amin. I mean, Amin talked about even like long before the Olympics and stuff. He talked about you know what what he's like. It's going to be cool to to wrestle NCAAs, but without fans. I mean, come on. But to do it with fans in Detroit, I mean, Rock City, Detroit, Rock City, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's got to be a a big thing. But at the same t- point, it's like, oh my gosh, another season signing up for that's probably probably tough. But you know, one semester, you even have to pass your classes. Like, okay, I'll enroll in January. I can't imagine no. he would have to do anything. You don't have to pass. Just enroll. If you fail, you'd be ineligible the following semester. Exactly. Following semester. That's what happens in like. Uh, 
NCAA basketball. They just stop. Like in January, <laughs> they just like okay, they only have to do like one semester, and then it's mm-hmm. like all right, cool. They I don't have to go. I'm just literally a basketball player now. Yeah. But it's about mm-hmm. it's about student athletes, guys. Oh well, that's what it's, that's what it's about. Okay, so David Bray is here. To I'm, talk I'm about looking these new 32. rankings right here. We got new rankings. Yeah. And hey, grill, grill me up. I mean, listen, these ones. The, the, I can't. It's, the, mine was destroyed this morning. You're ungrillable <laughs> for now. Set it. You know. Did, wait, was it the good grill? The good grill. Oh my gosh. What was the good grill? It got blown off the porch because the wind was so insane, and it's. There's parts of it in the yard. Oh, your your literal grill. I got you. My literal grill, not the not your mouth. I don't, I don't know your the, teeth. Not my theoretical grill. Yeah. No, that's man. That's sad. It, it is sad. sad. Pour one out. Anyways, sorry I thought you that were I keep saying you, back. you were gonna grill David Bray about a weight class, and then he schooled you or something. No, a literal grill was blown off a porch. Yeah. Because of the wind. Mm. So I mean, po- post Super Thirty Two rankings, along with post Fargo rankings, are like. Crazy time consuming. So, uh, but I feel pretty good about pretty good about this update. There were some really big movers in the rankings that, uh, that we could talk about. But anything that you guys see that you want to that you want to hash no, out, tell us know. about the biggest movers. I'll tell you. So we can kind of go weight by weight at 106. How much did you guys get to see Adrian De Jesus? Did you guys get to? Watch oh, him? I thought you guys said you weren't going to put knock. Uh, Knocks in there. He said thirteen or something. Well, no, I said I, I said listened. He... These are guys speculating about what I was going to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I listen. I mean, my my thought is like you know we're ranking what just happened. Um, yeah. Anthony Knox made one hundred and six. It was a, a cut and a half to get there, but he did it. So he's number one until he yep. moves up. He's going to move up. That's the plan. Um, mm-hmm. At one thirteen, he would be he'd be number two behind Braden Davis. Uh, so, okay. and by the way, I, there's also you know matches that we're going to need to see. One of them is is that Knox Jezroga match you guys were talking about. But I really want to see Knox Braden Davis. Um, I think, the, fun. I think the Davis camp is in from what I've heard. And so, I mean, that, round Robin. what's the, oh, but how on. can you make these guys? You guys can't make these because aren't they starting season and there would be a prohibition on it or are yeah. these guys free to do it? Well, listen, if you know, <laughs> we have to have a speakeasy. You know, think about prohibition in, in Michigan. I mean, they, they, they ran right across that Canadian border all the time. So maybe, yeah. we, maybe we put this match on. So we do it in Canada. Then. Read a book. I mean, Michigan and oh, Canada, there's just a boom. Um, hey, will Britain Davis go one twelve? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> you should rank all the Michigan guys at the Michigan weights and just <laughs> yeah. have them oh. all. That's, those are the national What if rankings. we did that? What if we just had like 35 different weights that you rank people? It'd um, be so perfect. Hey, is there – It'd be like boxing. As an idiot, why is um, – why can't Knox be number one at 113 when that time comes? Why is Braden Davis so so certainly the number one at 113? Um, I mean, you know, the last time they were in a bracket together, Braden Davis outplaced him. Um, that was, I mean, that was a year ago at Super Thirty Two, but like, I don't know. Davis showed I mean, up just at, won Fargo. at one thirteen. Davis won, yeah, he won Fargo. He won who's number one at one thirteen. Yeah, um, it's it's his spot. So it's it's there's not there's not like a, a head to head result or something really to point to 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 say like hundred percent. It has to be. I, I you know you could make a strong case for Knox, but the you know the the wins that Davis has, I think keep at him 13. number one at thirteen. Keep him number one. Yeah. Um, that's why, but you know, the current number two at that weight now is Luke Lillidall, who was number two at one Oh six. So they both share that. Uh, well, they actually, Davis doesn't have that, doesn't have that match yet. Um, but, but Knox would be too, because he has that win over Lillidall. So, so 
I don't How know. did craps come out of nowhere so much? Because uh, I see you guys having this unranked. Um, is he yeah. literally got that much better? Or he hadn't wrestled anywhere? There was an injury? What was the deal? So Jake was – first of all, he was up. He was up at, at – uh, even like at Grappler Fall Classic, he was up at 119. And that was where he jumped on the radar. Like he would have been ranked. Um, I didn't have an update between like that Man, Grappler Fall Classic weekend and Super 32. But he would have been ranked after that because he beat – Evan Talmadge and Kyle Monteperto and Monteperto was like top five at the time. So you knew he was mm. coming. Um, I like, yeah. you know, you could tell this kid is like definitely coming. He's on the way, but hadn't, he hadn't feel like he might've an injury because there's there. I'm looking at his track profile and there's no results between December of 2019. And, and then the grapple fall classic is the next result. He won NHSCAs and had some good okay. wins there. That was up at 120. Um, so, that you know, he he was coming. He was definitely coming, and he mm-hmm. like I think his middle no, school arrived. results have been really really good uh, as well. What but, school is he going to? Homeschool. He is. Oh yeah, missed blank. that. Missed that right there. I'll have to update that real quick. Just um, put Buffalo Gap as a placeholder until you find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but man, he looked he looked really good. <clears throat> I mean, clearly he was he was incredible, and um, you know, two two of those wins. Tyler Knox and Ethan Rivera were ranked wins, and then Jax Forrest and Sam Herring are, are middle schoolers, so they're not they're not in the rankings, but both would be. So uh, yeah, Jake Craps was a big mover. He looked really good. All right, uh, a couple other guys. So man, you got to be careful with this name at one twenty. Uh oh, I think it's Fugit. Do you know how to say that, Ben? Zan Fugit. Uh, I know how else you could say it. Yeah, I do. Too. <laughs> I do too, and I've said it that way before. I think Craps to Fugit. It's uh... <laughs> He th- this guy, landmines here. This guy, he last year at like 106, he was on the scene and he was kind of one of those guys that going up in weight, there was a little bit of an adjustment period, but he ran a, a pretty tough gauntlet to take third at 120. Um so mm-hmm. looks awesome, you know, super impressed with him and he goes from unranked all the way up to number 5 in the country at 120. And 120 was a pretty tough weight at Super 32. He got yes. a lot of really good wins there. Um but yeah, he's he's fun to watch. And then, you know, the biggest the biggest mover and and probably the biggest jump perception wise of of anyone is is 126 PJ Duke. Uh, good things going on over there. Um, Coach KD getting him ready to go. And uh, I saw Mike Mock in the corner working with those guys as well. PJ is Mike Mock. Yeah, Mike Mock. Michael Machiavelli. Is he up in there? He he go he goes up there sometimes. KD's one of those guys that gets around. Like he'll be down in North Carolina. He, you know, he works with Rocco Welsh, who's who's in PA. Um, he's worked with. He helped Roman Bravo Young get ready for the July 25th event with Dake and Chimizo last year. So he he kind of gets around the country, but um, but Mock does too. Mike's up up in New York sometimes with KD working with those guys. So, um, but yeah, it was it, PJ Duke is a, like he is a guy that's not just having good results in terms of high school wrestling. But as a freshman, it's a guy that now it's like, all right, I mean, are we talking about NCAA champ down the road? Um, you know, I think I've seen questions about what would a match look like between PJ Duke and Nick Buzakis. Uh, that's the level this kid's on now. And, and I, I picked him to win this tournament. Uh, but I did not expect him to have so many different ways to score. He, he was so good with that underhook, even as an eighth grader last year, but now his ability to go from the underhook to to ankles and score, uh, his reattacks are incredible. The guy just looks like 
a you know a future star and and now to me the question is who's the number one in the class of 2025 is it pj duke or is it anthony knox um those are the two kind of at the front for me but i don't know what do you guys think about those two guys knox or duke i man i don't know how yeah, you differentiate at this point uh, and, uh you could you it's could so say, early too yeah it's so early i mean duke's doing it at a, a lot at a higher weight with more upper which has more upperclassmen yeah so, and he was dominant though knox mm-hmm. has been since who's number one and fargo who's number one and super 32 has been like stock up 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 so i'll say duke for now but yes, I reserve the right to change my mind. Yeah. The thing, you know, you bring up the weight and usually when a guy goes to a lower weight, it's almost, I, I don't know, it's almost a knock against him. But in this case, Anthony Knox, like he went to the lower weight for that matchup and for because he knew not, I don't know, not necessarily that, that Bo was like tougher than necessarily the field at 113, but that it was a match that people wanted to see. And people would, it would get people talking and there's so much hype around Bo Bassett. There's people are very interested in that guy and he wanted that story. And I don't know how to factor something like that into evaluating a prospect for college wrestling, but that is noteworthy that he, he had a hard cut. And in his interview with, with Andy Hamilton, you guys played a clip yesterday. He's like, I know people say, you know, the weight cut doesn't matter. He's like, I think it does. I think it's important. I, I really focused on that. I did it well. Um, and he even enjoys that. And so it's weird. I like, I don't know how to, how to factor that in because 13, if he would have wrestled 13, it would have been a deeper weight, but going after that one matchup at, at, uh, at 106 is, is, is I think that was a great I mean great move for Knox from a marketing and PR perspective because obviously I actually was we were talking about would would flow make that the last match of the night because I think it was definitely the most anticipated final yeah was if you guys would start at 113 and end at 106 on the finals because that was definitely the most anticipated and you guys actually saw the crowd kind of clearing out a little bit after that match yeah we yeah. wanted to there were some logistical hurdles but um yeah would have loved to make that the last match so I, I'm really interested in that in that match from the kind of following up on the conversation you guys were having with Burroughs yesterday about about social media, marketing yourself, things like that. And Knox, like he kind of threaded the needle with the two things that that you know the two different parts of that conversation that you guys were having. Like Ben, you talk about there's there's value in in using social media and using like you know. Mm-hmm promotion stuff and and uh jb you know he was like focus just focus on the the results focus on getting it done knox is doing both of those things right now yeah. have you seen anybody at at freshman in high school like able to to do that man i i got to i don't really pay attention to kids that young so it would be hard, you know hard to really define the, uh, you know that for me but yeah I, no i i think these guys should be I mean, one of the things Flo provides them is the ability to get comfortable in front of a camera and answering questions because that's, you know, if you go back and watch, I think if you watched 15 years ago in the NCAA Finals and wrestlers in front of a camera versus what we see in 2021, 2022, it's way different. It's because they have the opportunity. You guys are sticking the camera in their face, you know, five times a year and getting them used to doing that. So I think that's why you stuck out so much back then too. Because I was willing to, I I was the only one willing to say something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Johnny mm-hmm. Hendricks was a heel, but it, his was more on the mat theatrical yeah. than mm-hmm. him playing the heel uh, behind the camera. Knox does both. Like yeah. that's the thing, man. He yeah. 
the way he warms up, the way he the way he competes, he talks to his opponents during the matches. Does he? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's DeSanto. That's he and, and like, th- I mean, think about his his match with Lil. It all it got a little physical. The hand fight got really physical at, at who's number one, and he's like doing the finger wag. Um, and he's and he, and after the match, I think he referred he referenced it. He's like he's like yeah, I was doing that. What did he say? Like. Um, I can't remember which like Russian wrestler he was talking about that used to do the finger wag all the time, but he was like, yeah, I'm trying to be like that guy. Um, mm-hmm. he, he does it on the mat. He does it social media wise in front of the camera. Uh, and there's, there's something to me about that. That's hard to evaluate in terms of a prospect, but I like it. I like to see it. Yeah, um, he seemed, he seemed pretty mature for, for a freshman for sure. Yeah. We um, got a question from Michael Mann, um, in the email. Could PJ Duke, be our next wrestling phenom following the likes of Spencer, Fix, Yanni, and Gable. I would never like put money down or say a guy, you know, is gonna go on to do like what Spencer Lee and Gable have done. That's kind of absurd. But I will say, like, similar trajectories. Like he is winning like things that they were at his age. Yeah. We'll we'll see it. I mean, I think in a year we're gonna have a lot better idea. Right yeah. now it's He's he's good, really good, but we'll we'll learn more as over over time. But if we mm-hmm. let's say we do get these these Anthony Knox matches that we're hoping for, how do you how do you see a Braden Davis match going? Davis I have no pre- idea. Davis presents some pretty pretty interesting problems on the mat, um, and he's a huge guy for one thirteen. I'm I think I didn't think really Knox looked match. all that he, like I look like if he's at thirteen, he's not going to be super big there. Right. Where are you guys gonna? Uh, where are these actually gonna materialize at? Like, wh- where do we have the chances to see these? They're not going to. So not like maybe like you say UWW not, cadets next year. Yeah, or maybe UWW there. Juniors. But, we, but to your point, when not, then the season starts, you can't just like say, "Hey, let's do a, do wrestling matches." Like, it's not that sure legal. Yeah. So, so but, but it is in the back of our. I mean, it is like maybe it's after the season. Maybe yeah. there's a time. Like, it's in the back of our mind. Like, these are matches we really want to see. Yeah, of course. So did did New York not have a state tournament last year? Because PJ Duke, I'm looking him up. He won state as a seventh grader in 2020. But yeah, they had they had a they didn't have they canceled it and then Frank, Frank Pop yeah Frank Pop put on a like a, a replacement and there were a lot of good guys there. I think PJ was injured at that time. Um, okay, it was classic New York State championships in Pennsylvania. But uh, you got a <laughs> I pretty think good Michigan turnout. did theirs in Wisconsin last year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Duke, man, he's he's very, very much in the front and center. Um, one thirty-two. There were a couple couple breakout stars, two unranked previous unranked guys in the top five, and Koi uh, Biskins. You guys talked about yesterday. He made a really impressive run to the finals. He he's actually fifth, and Cameron Catcherbone, who's a, who's a sophomore from New York, is ahead of him. He finished third, but his his wins were ridiculous. Um, he split matches with Zeke Seltzer, but he got the later win and then beat Emilio Isagere and a couple other ranked guys. And, uh, so that's incredible. And then Biskins also beat Isagere, um, just the loss to Buzakis beat, beat Mac church, beat Grayson Clark. I mean, both those guys, incredible, incredible through the roof talent. And, uh, they, they showed it this weekend and made big moves. Um, Catcherbone, I, I was not as aware of how many good wins he had until I went back through and looked at the backside of the bracket. It's like, geez, this dude went from... So he's the son of Jeff Catcherbone, who's a Big Ten champion and actually 
Catchbone just committed to Michigan yesterday. Yeah. yeah as a sophomore, that's so, a it's a big gift yes. for the Wolverines. That's and crazy, obviously right? yeah, it's early, a lot of time, but um if that sticks, that's a really big one for them. Mm-hmm. You have to figure it probably will. Um Okay, any other major um Did you guys get a look at Angelo Ferrari? Did you guys get a chance to see this guy in action this weekend? Yeah. What do you, why do you say that? Oh, because he beat one of my guys. But yeah. we uh, we got we got him at Fargo because Charlie Moard beat him at Fargo. So well, that's the thing. Like he he had had some kind of up and down results. He was actually out of the top twenty before Super Thirty Two. But the man, the guy, like he went crazy on the backside of that bracket. Um, went okay. from a guy who had like who would get a ranked win and then take an unranked loss, kind of a thing, to to racking up a ton of ranked wins. Um, yeah. What did you see in that mess and bring match? It got a little physical at the end. Uh, what was going on? Yeah, he just you know he just uh, he kept great position. He wrestled a really tough match, kept good position, and uh, he won three two. The one takedown. And then at the end, they were they were uh, button heads. They're button heads. Wow. And yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell, does Mitchell lost that. his temper a little bit. Yeah, he lost his temper. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for it's funny because Ferrari, Angelo posted a, a like a, a swipe post on Instagram, and it was like three or four photos and then the last the last clip the only clip he included of wrestling was like the, the end where they almost got in a fight um oh really yeah it's funny hmm. he's like he's like what can i have what can i uh what can i point to here from my great super 32 performance let me go to the the time where i almost got in a fight uh huh. but yeah he won a lot of close matches it's hard to do at that tournament i don't know, especially when you're facing elimination every time um he also beat the the guy that beat him on the front side he beat on the back side for third yeah, Jonathan Lay. That the match on the front side was, I think, a ultimate ride out match. He was close to getting out, couldn't do it, and then got it done. Um, so, good work from Ferrari. And it's it was one of those things where you know you saw AJ Ferrari in high school be so excellent, and Anthony Ferrari has had some good success. He was in the Super Thirty Two Finals last year. Angelo, now a sophomore, he just hadn't had that kind of a result yet. Now all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we got three. Three very legit Ferraris on our hands. We got a garage full of Ferraris. Garage full. Certified pre-owned Ferraris. Yeah. Um, and then the, a couple other – you guys talked about Guyton yesterday, but a couple guys at 82 worth worth bringing up. Uh, Ryder Rogotsky, we know this guy is a kitchen sink guy. Yeah, he's crazy. Kitchen his, sink guy. His match with Saldano in in the semis, that's one that we talked about in the, the pre-show last week where we were like, you know, what matches do we want to see? It was as crazy as you could have imagined. It was 21 points on the board. It was a one point match, and it and it came down to the like the last exchange, and Rogowski got it done. That guy is like crazy, crazy dangerous, and now he's getting those consistent wins. He's up to number two in the country. Um, super impressed with that guy. Uh, Soldano kept trying to cut him because he was down, and momentum was on his side. But when he would try to cut him, Rogowski would just reach in and knock it off. Uh, his base and just grab a leg and so Donald kept taking the bait and like trying to turn him from there instead of just kicking him away yeah and saying get off me <laughs> hey i ben There's i nothing more frustrating as a coach christian when you can't get a guy that cuts someone right oh my gosh cut him you have that have a buffalo gap yes <laughs> hey i i have a question for you too ben about What's the that? finals match with Rogatsky and clayton whiting clayton. when yeah. so Rogatsky. The dude from bottom reaches back all the time, which Love is it. like day one, mm-hmm. don't do it, but he does it and he puts people on their back. I noticed when he took down, Whiting is immediately like, no, we're going on our feet. Yeah, was that something you guys talked dangerous. about before the match? 
so J- Josh is his main coach at Green Bay. Um, so I know it's something they discussed, but yeah, I mean, man, Clayton was so close cause he had that. He, he, so he avenged the victory over Walters who he lost to at Fargo in the semis, which was really nice. And dude, he had that leg attack and, and it's typical Rogowski shenanigans. You know, he kind of got stepped over and that was the one takedown in the match. And then obviously almost finished the takedown at the end. So I was, yeah, I didn't like that one, obviously. <laughs> that, that takedown is just, it's just like, he just like overpowered him with his hips. Like the guy, the kid, like he's got. Tools that not Great everybody feel has. for wrestling. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I mean it's one of those things where, and it's, it's something I talk about a lot. But like, where there's there's a lot of situations and where most people stop wrestling, and if you can learn to continue to wrestle in those situations, you're going to have a huge benefit because most people will have a relaxed mechanism in themselves, and and Ryder Rogatsky does not. Right, it's his standpoint at all times. He, I, I would love to see a rematch with with Rogatsky and Saldano, um, but. Rogatsky's appointment viewing anytime the guy's in the mat, like you just kind of don't know what's going to happen. So, um, but, and now like consistent results, he's up to number two. So awesome, awesome work from him. Are, and you know, one sing, of the how themes, about Singleton and Arnold are, what, oh, why did you choose that. Arnold over Singleton? In the is, rankings, is there a previous similar to, match? similar to Braden Davis, the Braden Davis situation, like he's gotten it done to earn that number one spot. And there's, there's nothing that Singleton did. That's, that would put him ahead. Um, you know, the, the Rocco Welsh win that Singleton got, Gabe Arnold also shares. These two guys are from Georgia. They've never wrestled in a match, but they've wrestled in the room Ever? a ton. I mean, may, maybe going back to youth days, but not in high school. And they've wrestled in the room wow. a ton. I know I know that, that Gabe Arnold and, and his camp would love to have this match. And I, I'm, I know Singleton wants that number one spot. This would be a really interesting match not just national implications but like just the, the fact of two georgia guys one and two um i would i would love to see this match i think i i don't know who i would favor in this one they both have really interesting skills singleton has, has he's he's very hard to score on he's got heavier hips it seems like something that he's developed over the last year heavier than i remember and um so i that's a match i would love to see i think the state of georgia would uh would get behind it but Heck yeah. I would love it. Georgia is like mm-hmm. at the South. Georgia. On one. The Braves. Hey. <laughs> oh. You know, I I just want a camp at some point. You know, we you know, Braves referring to someone's camp. I've never had a camp. No one's ever talked about Christian Powell's camp. Ben's probably had a camp. Never been a, had a camp. Probably it's probably it's a great status symbol to have a camp. So. Yeah, it is. There's a dream. Okay. We went camping. We talked Super 32. We want to have? Do we have any uh, user submissions, JD, that you would like to like to bring into the fold? Any that stuck out you want to hear from? Uh, your, your alias uh, comrade Raider called in. He, that, it's a pretty strong. Oh, he uh, did. This is a Twitter, uh, uh, an FRL Twitter with some staying power here. This guy's good. Um, it is. It's a pretty good voicemail, Tyler. If you wanna, if you wanna pull up the voicemails, we can go ahead and listen. Okay. Listen to him. Let's do the. Let's go, Comrade Raider first. This is actually JD. Classic. How's it going, Comrades? This is Comrade Raider from the Twitters, calling in to Comrade Raider from Flow Carpet Struggle Radio Life. Also, the Funky Man Ben Astron, and the Christian Piles. I hope your day is full of many successes. <clears throat> we must acknowledge that JD was correct. And Russo was mighty on the carpet at the World Championships, especially Mighty Sajulayev. 
I think his match come down to coaching strategy against Kyle Snyder's. I watched fighters in the corner of the carpet, and the American Kale did not even smush the nose one time. Was he even <laughs> trying to win? My question for you is this. What happened first? Uh, America beats Russia? Or Sadulayev win 10 medals of gold at World and Olympic Championships? Many blessings upon your day, comrades. Oh, well, I think, one, the nostril point is, is fair. We were not holding Kyle's nostrils open in the corner, and you know I think I think we'll we'll learn from that. Easy fix. I, wow. Ten titles. I mean, by definition, that's that's a that's several years away. I think we will beat Russia before then. And yes, we'll be in Russia before then. One year after Paris. Yeah. Which he's. Well, I thought he has about. seven, doesn't he? He has six. Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, 14. seven. Fourteen. I miscounted. 15, 16, 18, 19, 21, 21. I've got nine. Just kidding. Um, yeah, so so seven. So yeah, he could get he could hit ten in Paris. Paris. Ooh, we're gonna I, 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 go I go there. I go there, bro. Sajjaev getting. I think Sajjaev getting. 10. If he goes ten, and he finishes, oh, damn if he gets Raider. ten in Paris, that is, that is. Just all time, all I mean, just like whoa. You basically have to retire. Then I think the government will get involved. Be like the tank must stop. Must mm-hmm. cease activity. So yeah, I he think would become the prime minister. I think he would become prime minister. He'd be Putin's right hand man. Okay, so yeah, I would have to say that that's probably the that's probably the case. Um, okay, shenanigans in the uh, in the Ohio State certifications. Apparently, Anthony Etchemendy certified at one twenty five. So. These these could be wrong. What? What? <laughs> it's just for my man. They got that good pincher. We we got the yeah. They got the good pincher. <laughs> Where are you getting these results from? They, I mean, it's all it all true, gets uploaded. They, it all gets uploaded in the. In why would the why would anyone cheat blatantly that hard? I don't think they're cheating. I think, bro, I don't that's know. cheating. And no, no, Christian, they're not gonna. Well, it's listen, cheating. Ben, it's not cheating because there's no way they have any intentions whatsoever using it at 125. I understand. So why would they cheat so badly on the certification? I don't think they're if, cheating. If I think says, I think that's a baseless listen, accusation, Ben. Can I? Well, can I make it? A, can I? No, it is no. Something's wrong here. Something might be Let wrong. That doesn't here. mean there's cheating. Let ben. me make a point here. Let me make a point. Here's how they do the certification. Just so everyone knows, you have to be hydrated. You then step on step on the scale at your hydrated weight. Okay. At that point, they fat test you. So they do your body fat, say it's 8%. So we'll just do easy math here, Christian. If you have 8% body fat and you're 100 pounds, you then, by their definition, have 8 pounds of fat. You can go down to 5%, okay? So which would be 5 pounds of fat. So you have 3 pounds you can lose in order to get down to the weight class. That is how they, this is a simple formula. So if there's any formula which says, Anthony, let's say even weighted at, at 141. Let's say, okay, 141. That would be one4 uh, pounds per percentage. So in order for him to get down to 125, they would have to have him at 15% body fat. That's significantly higher than I am right now. Yeah. So they're just freaking writing numbers in there because it is so audacious. And that, and I'm sure he didn't even weigh. I'm sure he didn't weigh in flat at 141. He probably went in a little above that. So therefore, the percentage would be even higher. So there are literally whoever is running the test is literally writing in numbers. It is blatant cheating. 
if, well, if, if what you're saying is correct, I don't have the numbers in front of me. If what you're telling me is correct, it is blatant cheating. Well, let's hope not. Uh, I, d- I seriously doubt that's happening. Well, they're just writing in numbers. I mean, we're saying we're saying you, what what your numbers are saying is that Anthony Edgemendi has somewhere between sixteen and twenty percent body fat, which is absurd. Yeah, he's pretty freaking uh, straight. Yeah, I don't understand. We'll see. Um, Where are you finding these numbers at? They have to upload all this stuff in track. How big is that? Dumbbell? And it says he can make one twenty five. Yeah, they said <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, there's maybe something going on. All right, I don't want you to perseverate on this on this uh, on this topic. Well, you know, I got, I'm I'm slightly autistic. I know. And I, get I, I, I see. Wrong. I see where this and is Anthony going. Gonzalez, I have other comments I'd like to make, but you just derail Sorry. Yeah. Go. Okay. Um. Next up, we had another decent voicemail. Lee from Michigan. If you want to play that one, Tyler. Okay. Hey guys, this is Lee from Michigan. Uh, I got a quick question. I have a foster son who's 13 and has never wrestled before, and he's kind of interested. He's on the fence. And he said, show me some videos. So I got out my phone, and I just about showed him some videos, and I'm like, wait a minute. I have to make these good. So which folk-style matches are the best that I could show him. What's a good example of well-rounded, great matches? If you guys got any ideas, let me know. Thanks. Well, I would show him, so a good match. I would show him one where it's sort of, some of the more complicated rules in wrestling are not, like, utilized. Like, if there's some weird riding time calls, or I I would probably show him a folk-style match because... Didn't he say folk style match? Okay, good. Is what folk, folk style, style match would you show him? So folk style, a good folk style match that's exciting. You want to show him one with a crazy crowd, right? Something that's like yes. that shows this is a cool thing that a lot of people care David about. Taylor, you Kyle want to Dake. be a part of it. You can show him that one. Um, uh, I feel like I feel like showing someone a match. I mean, for me. Showing someone a match is going to go a limited, limited way to, you know, getting them in. It's it's going to be getting getting them in the room and getting them to, you know, kind of enjoy like the actual activity of wrestling. Well, sure, uh, obviously, you that's know what I'm saying. He's but yeah, for his purposes, he wants to show his kid a match that is okay. entertaining. So what are you but, picking? Um, I would show Snyder Gwiz. That's a good one. Garden. That's good a one. really good one. Freaking wild. Good call, Christian. It's takedowns, you know, According sort of the most popular wrestling match of all time. Yeah, Chael says it's the most watched match of all time. It's not, respectfully, Chael. Might be. We could never know. <laughs> we could never know. Um, so I would say that. Um, that would probably be my choice. That's a great match. There's a lot of action. You could easily say, like, hey, this guy's going for his third title. This guy's an Olympic champion. What What was the NCAA final where the guy was down by 14 and Smith makes it? Lambrecht Roan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd show him that. <laughs> That's a pretty cool one. Um, um, you know, the whole 2016 NCAA finals, was that was the Snyder uh, Glazier. That was uh, pretty good. Very good finals. We had Imar Nolf was really crazy. Miles Martin beat Bo Nickel. Which was nuts. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would show I would probably show him that one. All right. Uh, old school wrestling clips keeps calling in, but I'm sorry, my dude, your voicemails are too long. You got to tighten those up. 
tighten it up, old school. When they're, <laughs> multi- when they're multiple minutes. Uh, yeah, like it should be around 30 Multiple seconds. minutes? What are you talking about? We got multiple minute ones. The, my, our man needs a needs his own podcast. Multiple minutes. I so like, uh, I like okay, Comrade Raider. Can he be our Russian uh, correspondent? <laughs> what are you doing to King G? We've got an actual Russian. No, Comrade Raider's better. Wow. <laughs> Big jerk, Ben Askren. Hope, hope King G's not listening. Um, but if he's not listening, shame on him. Now I'm mad I like no matter st- what. I like stereotypes more than I like real Russians. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. We got a text, too. Um, this one was from Danny in North Carolina. Do wrestlers value the award more than who they beat along the way? It seems really hard to get guys to wrestle in high-level matches unless it's for trials or something like that. So uh, I was kind of, does he mean just senior level guys here? Is that what he's talking about? He didn't specify. I would say this is true at NCAA. Except for like Kyle yeah. Dake, who's decided, okay, for my fourth title, I would like to beat David Taylor. Uh, but in general, I think it's more about just, hey, I want to, I want to win. I want to be an NCAA champion. I want to win the weight or I want to place. Right. Yeah. That's more of the milestone than there are some examples like, we have the all-time greats, and people like really set their their eyes on that person, right? Yeah, um, I mean that's you know we're talking about Super Thirty Two. That's what made the Anthony Knox situation yes. so specific or like, so interesting in this. You know, different is that he was like, all right, I want to go get this specific match. Whereas you see a lot of guys cut the weight because they think that's going to give them the best chance to just win in the belt, and that's what they want, or they want to get on the podium or or whatever. They'll wrestle this weight and then never again. Knox was like very blatant about i want the match with bo bassett um that's amazing don't see it very often yeah, yeah. i mean one, one thing i do get frustrated with with you guys in the rankings uh about sometimes is i feel like in tournament format sometimes you can't help who wins and who loses right so um maybe if, if i keep advancing and someone good loses i obviously can't beat them but they lost they also lost right so um that's not my problem. I kept advancing in the bracket on the good side. And just because they lost doesn't mean I should be discredited, you know? And the, who, who was overall in the bracket, right? If we look at the total pool of people in the bracket, and a few of them lost out, so I didn't get the chance to face them, that shouldn't be counted against me. That should be counted for me, right? They were in the bracket. I placed higher than them. That should be a benefit of me. Yeah, I mean, I, there, yeah, there are times where where – you know, I think that that matters, but then like there are, there are also times where the guy, if the guys that beat you were the guys that finished, you know, for example, I mean, so like at, at we were talking about 132 earlier and Emilio Isaguerre went four and two, didn't place, but the two yeah. guys that beat him finished second and third. So it's not like he, I, I don't know. It's not like he didn't maybe advance. He best guy in the bracket. I mean, he, maybe, no, but that, maybe would, that would be on, the, but yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't get a chance to the guys that finished whatever, like, you know, fourth fifth sixth whatever in the bracket they didn't get a chance to he he didn't advance as far as them so he didn't get to wrestle those matches but if you look back at his history and you see how he's done against those guys or similar guys kind of know where how he's done and where he's been and and uh so i don't know there's just a lot to lots of factor i mean yeah i I, so obviously i realize it's not an easy job uh for you guys to factor that in but so like he lost to catcherbone and obviously catcherbone advances but um, Cashman wasn't ranked going in, you know, and so I don't know. I I, I just have a hard time. 
And then so someone who plays maybe way higher than Isagiri is counted it, you know, they don't get as much benefit because because you're saying, oh, he just beat Casherbone, but Casherbone beat Isagiri or Right, you see what I'm saying here or no? Yeah, for sure. But but, no but it's but it's like but then you t- you take this tournament and factor it in with the rest of the results, and then you look at like all right, well in Fargo he just beat Buzakis, Hunter Mason, Garrett Grice, and it's like all right, now factor that all in together, and I think it makes sense to, yeah. to you have keep to base it on results. I mean that's I mean that's what you have to factor in the strength of who you beat and the strength of who beat you that determines your ranking. So if you lose to good guys, you're not going to get hurt as much. If you lose to guys at DMP, going to hurt you. But it is, but it isn't, you know, fair across the board because, for example, a freshman who has a really outstanding breakout performance and hasn't taken maybe the losses that a senior has just because they don't have the volume of results can yeah. jump a lot quicker because now it's like, well, what what is the your body of work? Well, it's just this awesome tournament mm-hmm. and you haven't been. So it's it is it is hard to to get it, you know, to, to feel like it's really super fair and equitable because they. They all have different stories and different, you know, sets of results. So it is really challenging, but um, I don't know. I, you know, I think it's. Yeah, I, re- I remember the, the one that I got annoyed about a long time ago was um, Will- Willie Miklas, <laughs> he All-American. And you guys like, the bracket fell apart. It ain't his fault the good dudes lost. That's not his fault, you know, but you're just like, we can't give him the credit. And I have, you know, so I feel like this has been manifested in other ways. But yeah, so sometimes when brackets fall apart, it's not their fault. And. I feel like they should kind of be ranked, obviously, based on where they place, not only, right? It should be a factor of both. Yeah. I think it should be a fact. Yeah, for sure. It should be a factor of both. But it's think about think about a guy like Alex Marinelli. You guys were arguing about him before. Yeah, he didn't place, but I don't think you can – I don't think it makes sense for a guy like that to be way down in the rankings based on everything we know about him, based on all of his volume of results. So it's, it's tough, but I, I think looking at the whole picture – is more valuable than than like putting too much emphasis on one particular tournament. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to some other questions. If uh, you want to send it, you can you can tell you can tell when Christian's sick of a question. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too. Yeah. If you want to send in your own voicemail or text, you can do it at five one five five zero nine five zero seven one, or FRL submissions at flowsports.tv. Someone said, for freak's sake, don't let Ben call Kyle this time, smiley face. That was from yesterday. <laughs> Thank what goodness. Because uh, CP tweeted Jordan was going to be on the show. They're like, don't let, don't oh. let Ben call Kyle. I'm guessing most yeah. fans were actually probably saying the opposite. Well, I don't care what they say. Well, I think they're kind <laughs> of in, in their, they're on better terms now, it seems to be. Uh, that's the truth. They're teammates now. Well, they've been teammates yeah. before, too. It's yeah. never. I think he. He's like, yeah, we're never gonna be friends, but you know, cordial. We can, we can be cordial. I don't have to hate this guy. How are you? How are you with, um, someone like someone like George in the lead up? Like what? And that was pretty like contentious back and forth. In the lead up? Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to antagonize him. <laughs> Didn't work out, unfortunately. Well, no, most, you antagonized him. Worked out. Yeah, I antagonized. I mean, yeah, I antagonized him properly, but it didn't just turn out well for me. Most of the time, it has. Yes, it has. Now, I think he still hates me, and I'm more like yeah, indifferent, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm over it. Um, yeah. someone wants to know um about Caleb's first tournament, which happened. Yeah, uh, let's hear about it. Saturday, 
So I did the classic dad move, uh, double entered, total for his first tournament ever. But I was like, you know what? Don't give it. Hold on, man. Hear <laughs> me out. What? Hear me out. I didn't do, do double weight. And I, it's I, freaking October. It's October. Okay. Well, I don't know what that means. Preseason. It's preseason. We're not even in wrestling season. It's October. We're not in wrestling season yet. But my thing is, it's all preseason because none of it, it connects to anything else, as far as I understand. Anyways, I don't know anything. Little background info. One, I didn't want to go bring him two hours to sit in a gym and wrestle for a combined four and a half minutes for three matches. Okay. I was like, I don't think he'll like that. Two, I don't know how good he is, really, relative to the other kids. I've never been to a youth tournament in Texas, so I was like, I don't know. Maybe he can go in the open and a rookie. I'm not sure. Three, I thought, okay, if he goes and he gets destroyed in some of these matches, that will be okay. I think he will be all right. He will not like that he lose lost, but I think he can handle it. And so it was sort of in the we entered the open division. It didn't go as well. He was second in his rookie division. And he said he had a lot of fun. As we walked out, he's like, that was so fun. And then the next day he asked when he could compete again. So that was all good. So how many ma- how many matches did he get on the day? He got six matches, which I think. Okay. Um, I think is he liked it. He liked it. He got to pal around with his with his buddy, who was uh, two buddies that were there wrestling. So it went good. I, I was uh, I was no regret. I mean, maybe deep down I'd be like, man, it'd been a little better if he had just went two and one for his ter- first tournament. But it's just not a lot of time to be in the activity. But uh, no, I learned a lot. It was, it was one of the funniest parts. See, wrestling this one kid. And I almost told him, I'm like, I'm not going to tell him what this kid does. Like, what is that going to help right now? Like, I knew the kid, I watched him in the previous match. He had a really nice arm drag. I was like, huh? And I was like, nah, never mind. So, kid immediately arm drags Caleb, crossface cradle pins him under a minute for sure, right? And the kid comes off. Like, basically nothing happened in the match other than those things I just described. The kid comes to shake my hand. He comes up to me. He goes, great wrestler. And it's like, so I'm I just, like, died laughing. I was like, what a gentleman. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, thanks. I was like, but I was like, kind of like, thinking like, based on what? But it was just really funny to have this, like, a polite 11-year-old kid come and be like, great wrestler. I was like, oh. But it was, it was awesome. Um. We had a lot of fun. He wants to do it again. So that's the main KPI. And yeah, I double entered him. Sue me, Ben. I wanted him to get more matches. I not like I bumped him up a weight or anything. So, so I mean, I, I guess it's a little bit justified since you had to go two hours. But I mean, the just the notion in the rest community that more, more is always better is just so ridiculous to me. Like, there's so many people that think that. Like, that's not enough. We need to get more. More, 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 more. More is the only thing better. Now I feel like, okay, I understand the landscape better, and I'll be a lot more strategic. But for, but you got to remember, for all I knew, he was going to yeah. do – he does really well in his room with a bunch of different wrestlers, mm-hmm. including some that have had, like, success. So I'm like, I don't want him to come in and just, like so – we've had scrimmages, and he comes, and, like, you know, sometimes he'll just, like, pin all his guys. or the. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. If he's going to go in there and get three pins under a minute, I don't yeah. think that would be that fun or exciting for him. So I want to make sure he was challenged. But now I know more. So now knowledge is Sweet. power, Ben. <laughs> I'll make sure he does it. But I, I agree. Power. And I'm not going to be, I'm not, I hope, I'm not going to be the wrestling dad that's like that. 
I know the first indications are maybe that I will be, but so far <laughs> I'm I don't think I am. I'm pretty aware of what's happening. But we'll see. Nice. Um all right. I did so listen, you know, I'll, we, I'll say this. You know what? Yeah, because you gotta explain yourself to the wrestling public for the I next know. ten years. Probably. You know what I did? You know what I did? The weight the what's weights that? were set seventy, seventy five, eighty. He weighed literally seventy six pounds and entered him at eighty. Very obviously, Thanks right? I don't know. I don't know if any if uh, other people would have done that, but I entered him at eighty. So nice. But now I obviously know I got to come down to seventy. <laughs> but um, again, knowledge is power. That one missed. Mm-hmm. Ben, ben Ben's moving on. He's no, he's checking his own Bitcoin register. That was a no, decent. I'm looking through the questions. There's there's so many. There's so many. Does does one stick out to you? You'd like to uh, answer? Um. No, I mean, there's a bunch of really good ones. I got one. Uh, okay, go. Foot. Ben had That's mentioned Henry, right Daniel, there. and him staying in wrestling if the money had been there. Would they have been anywhere close to the same level of success in wrestling that they did in MMA? Well, I don't understand the question. I mean, so, like, this is kind of, I don't want to say it's a silly question, but, like, Henry won an Olympic title, um, and he also is world champion. Daniel, I don't. I think Daniel was fourth. I don't know if he ever got a – maybe he got a bronze one time. He got a world bronze um, in you know, seven. Okay, so he's really close. I took I took seventh in my one Olympics, and I got bumped up because someone got busted for PEDs. So I bumped. I got my sixth place plaque in my office, and I think the highest I was ever ranked in the world in MMA was sixth. So I feel like we're all pretty comparable. Obviously, Daniel had a little more success, but I think the the, the field is also not quite as deep in MMA as it is wrestling. At the so, point when Daniel retired from wrestling, I don't think there was – any indication that he was going to be a, a a world world champion, Olympic champion at that point? Like it was maybe a possibility, yeah, but it, at that point, it seemed like okay, probably probably not going to happen. And so he was a champ at two different weights, right? In uh, him in uh, two weights. Him in two weights. Oh yeah, I guess he won. Yeah. He won at two hundred five when two hundred five yeah, and Jones heavy. Was, uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't think he would have had the same level of success. Henry is obviously yeah. a what if because he won the Olympics at twenty one, and but so, so he's he's a he's the champion of the world in both. I don't it, that's the same, right? Yeah, I mean, and, well, it's I, not, well it's not I mean, very close. Sure, but the the idea, Ben, is like like for you, if you had, would you have been able to win the Olympics or Worlds at in wrestling? I mean, I think I I beaten like seven or eight people who took world bronze. So I think had I continued at it. There's a high likelihood that I want to would have won a world medal. Would I have been able to be the best in the world? I don't want to uh, say I would have when I didn't. So I mean, I think with my trajectory, there's a chance that I would have gotten that good. Um, but I, like I said, I probably beat seven or eight people who won a world bronze medal, and I think two people who won world silvers. So I think the chances that I would have been able to because because the brackets right can be anywhere. You can end up anywhere in the bracket. So given the chance that I compete in a few more worlds, I think the chances that I get a world medal are pretty high. Well, cumulative scoring would have been huge for you. That would Not have been, three, yeah, but I can't change the rules. Yeah, the, I mean, the rule set is something that comes up a lot when comparing that, like, your generation to the current generation. But also, how different is it training and, and preparing for a goal when you're every year probably evaluating whether or not you're even going to stay in the sport compared to now where mm-hmm. it's like like these guys, it's like, well, should I go one quad or two quads or three quads? I mean, it's a very different. Yeah, that's true. I said, how, how big, big of a big difference do you think that makes? Well, and – I'm, I'm, I might make just go off on an AWA video today too, just about, I, I made a post yesterday about, 
I don't want to make this about the rudest shoe and them being a real wrestling company. And I'm not going to steal Flo's time and give my speech. I'm going to do it on my own platform. Um, but the fact that these athletes now they can just focus on wrestling is so huge. I mean, like I was making almost no, I was one of the biggest stars in the sport, making almost no sponsorship money and very small uh, stipend from very small stipend from USA wrestling and a, a larger, but small stipend from, from Missouri. And right. So I had to go hustle camps all the time because I didn't want to be super, super broke. And that was a good way for me to make money as did all the other athletes of my era. And now these guys can charge Gable. Gable said $5,000 for one day. That was before he won Olympic gold medal. And then after he said, ha ha, it's 10,000. And you know, I was like, we couldn't have many anyways. So, but like they're putting their price tag so high that they're not doing a whole bunch of days at camp. So they can literally focus on wrestling, not be worried about anything else. That is that is a huge factor for athletes of this era versus the last era. Um, so the sponsorship and the RTC support is is gigantic for American wrestling success. Yeah, no, no question about that. Um, yeah. Someone asked, really, every Lynch wants to know how many oh. wrestlers are going to be changing weights after Super Thirty Two. Probably a, a good lot. many, because it's yeah. a day before weigh-in. It's they're not going to have that again. Yeah, it's. I, um, the, I really the thing like we talked about earlier. They, you know, a lot of these guys they want that accolade, and and it's it's a legitimate like money maker for these guys scholarship wise. So it's yes, they're, they're absolutely. willing to sacrifice and and go down and and, and they also, should they should. And a lot of these guys too, like their high school, their high school weight, like their high school competition. It's not worth it for them to hold a really low weight. It just doesn't make yes. sense. Like I, I and day before I, versus two hours before is just different, totally different thing. I heard Casey Swiderski is going to wrestle 170 for some high school matches just to get competition. Like, not because he's that big, just I want good matches at small school Michigan. I'm a 38-pounder that's going to wrestle 170. I wrestled 189 my uh, conference tournament because there was two state placers there, and I weighed in at 166. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. Yeah. No, so you need to. Hey, so with this plays into this question, I'm, and I know what my answer is. I, I have a, a 1A and 1B, but I want to hear what your guys' answers okay. are. Also, uh, J- Coach Jason Cook, if a wrestler trying to get a college scholarship and they can only place fifth at one tournament, what tournament would that be to maximize their scholarship <laughs> chances? And I think this is easy for me. I think tournament number one, 1A, is Super 32, and I think tournament 1B is UWW Cadets. I would say the Olympics. Stop. Uh, be reasonable. I had to pick one. Yeah. So you said um, Super 32 or. And UWW Cadets was my one. The one artist B. formerly known as Akron. That mm-hmm. would probably have to be it. Would you value a Junior Fargo fifth more. That would probably be my, my next one. Down. Than a UWW Cadet fifth? No. That's UWW probably what. Cadet is tougher. Because I think because they have limited weight classes because they, they jump so much. Yeah. It's, and a lot yeah. of the seniors don't show up at Fargo anymore, which makes that division That's a true. little less difficult. Right. But that would be my number three. So what, how do you guys rank them? Yeah, Super I agree 32, with you. Super 32, Akron. I don't know. Well, an interesting one is juniors. Um, not Fargo juniors, but UWW, UWW, you see a lot mm-hmm. of high schoolers enter that. Um, it, if yeah. we count that, I would say that maybe even over. Yes. Because you get a lot of college freshmen there. Yeah. yeah. You're probably wrestling. I kind of wasn't really including that one. Yeah. 
you're, you're yeah you're probably wrestling yeah. against like the coaches the coach the coach that might be recruiting you might be in the opposite corner at that tournament yes. so yeah. um so one of the reasons that i don't really include that one is usually so uww kid goes up to birth age birth year 17 and then so birth years 18 through 20 are juniors usually by the time they're that birth year 18 the high majority of them have already committed somewhere they're that good yes that's a good point although ryan deacon was someone who was not on a lot of radars the way he was then he beat yanni and made the junior world team and got silver and turns out he's pretty good um so that was he's pretty and- good that was an example of that, but yeah, by, by and large, you're you're right about that. The other thing about UWW cadets is this isn't anyone's fault, but the four minute matches. It's like okay, well, that's hard. That is hard. Uh, that's not a lot to evaluate. Um, I mean, it's literally it's almost one half of a college match. Yeah, you know that's yeah, and in an overtime match, it is right. So that's there's a there's a gas factor there's there's a lot of factors so i would have to say for that reason super 32 just because of the style and the match length mm-hmm. especially with the deeper run um yeah i still wish super 32 had full six minute matches for every round mm-hmm. yeah, i do too you know what's down. really you know what's really funny about uh, super 32 on the on day one there is a five minute match that is two one and a half one and a half on day two, there's a five minute match that is one, two, two. Yes. And I always find that to be funny because it's I like don't understand it. Why don't why don't you just pick your five minute match? What do you want your five minute match to be? Do you want it to be the day one five minute match or the day two? I agree. I, I don't know. I actually like the day day one better. That one minute first period is so fast. Yes. Yeah. Especially because that's like a lot of times the feel out period where it takes a while yeah. for action to happen. I don't know. Shorten that one. Accelerate it. No feeling out. Let's go. You got a minute. Start scoring. Well, I, I don't like it because if, zero. you know, obviously. Well, it still happens. It just yeah. takes the full period. Still feeling each other, bro. <laughs> don't in the period. Well, the other thing, I think the other thing that happens is, you know, takedowns don't usually happen in the first, say, 10 seconds. There is a, so if a takedown happens at 40, say, 40 seconds, 35 they seconds. They did my match. Now the <laughs> the, the ride out, the ride out to get to a minute is relative i don't know easy easier right so the likelihood that you're ending the period two to zero mm-hmm. is is pretty good which you know i think that's a huge advantage i completely agree with that next uh question a, a fun question what's your favorite place where ncas was held and what's the city you'd like to see it take place in well i know hmm. where i'd like to see it take place 2020 where? You just think. We got to go back to the oh, football stadium. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see that. That was going to be so awesome. Put in a football stadium. That was I want to see awesome. that. Um, I was, That would have been awesome. I think Minnesota would have been good. I hope they give them another yeah. shot. Um, favorite cities, favorite places? New York was awesome. I mean, New York City is really cool. I know it's not for everyone. It but it was, it was kind of awesome. Um, we literally um, walked across I'm, the street. We stayed in a very terrible hotel, but that was okay. Because we're, oh my God, Sion wound up, I was staying with Brock, and then Brock somehow let gave Sion a key or whatever. Sion, predictably, snores like crazy, he's sleeping <laughs> on the floor, totally jammed oh up my, my entire night's yeah. sleep. Um, that was the only bad, bad part. Um, so I'm really excited for, for two year, well, two and a half years, I guess, Kansas City, 2024. 
Um, the twenty, they had so they had it in Kansas City in two thousand and two or three. The year three, I think it was the year before I competed. Um, and I was down in, in the old Kemper, which is down like in the bottom by the river, and it's really dumpy, and there's nothing close to it. Now this time it's going to be in, I believe it's called the Sprint Center, and it's really close to all the hotels and the Power and Light. It's going to be super convenient. It's going to be a lot of yeah, fun, and I cool. love Kansas City. So I've actually never be been going. to Kansas City, Ben. What? It's a great Kansas City is a great place. My wife gets jealous because I don't know if jealous is the right word. I feel the same way as she does. Kansas City is so much cooler than Wisconsin. Yeah, and we're like. Why didn't I start the wrestling academies in Kansas City? That would be so much better. <laughs> then we could be there, but we didn't, so we're well, here. Well, I mean, just amplify that. Go to come to Austin if you're going to move. <laughs> you know where to go. Well, why you guys didn't answer that? Why isn't it in Austin? What NCAA's? Yeah, that would be so awesome. But the, I don't think the cities have to bid for it. Dang it all! If they but you said this, this is in your dreams. In my dreams, ah. In my dreams, I want to go somewhere. I don't want to I like seeing different cities. Yeah. Um, How about this one? What about Denver, Colorado? So we just see like longers or the, yes. Oh my gosh! Yes, out. I that am all awesome. in on an elevation NCAA's. I like Denver too. <laughs> so I'm in. I mean, let's. Why I go, stop there? I go skiing after. Stay a couple extra days. I'm yeah, on. you would. Yeah, what, that would be awesome. What? Let's go to Laramie. Yes. Let's uh, go to Cheyenne. That's even higher, right? The Cowboy Laramie's Open is oh, yeah. always the first open for a lot of schools. Not and this year. They pushed it back. I know. Um, but normally and obviously, is Laramie the highest D1? Yes. yes. Most elevated Division One school. So yeah, 7,000, major gassing that happens there. Yeah, Denver. Oh, my gosh. Denver's got to get in. That would be fun. That would be yeah. so fun. Mile High City, more ways than one. Am I right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bray's gonna smoke so much marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> no way. Uh, I would also like to see it somewhere warm. I mean, my my other pick. You know, I'm, throw, I'm throwing a lot of dream cities out here. Phoenix, somewhere nice and warm. Like, I've say, never been you know, to L.A., Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. I forget California. They're they're they're, they're a dumpster now. Um, San Diego. So you don't want you don't want to visit. San no, Diego. they're all dumpsters. We're going somewhere where they love freedom. <laughs> San Diego loves freedom. That's Florida. Like, you know how many troops are in San Diego? San Diego does not love freedom right now. There's a bunch of communists over there. I don't <laughs> think you know much about San Diego. San Diego, I think, is holding the line. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Not San Francisco. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going maybe Miami. Okay. Party in the city where the heat is the, on. The city uh, uh, <laughs> all night on the beach to the break of dawn. <laughs> That's right. Saw Miami. Wow. Uh, A1, not- A1A, Beachfront Avenue. <laughs> yeah all good options you just want to go there for the bitcoin stuff they love I, bitcoin. I listen i'm going april 6 through 9 there's a bitcoin conference next year i'm freaking going yeah well I'm so I, excited. It's, i wonder if they have it you know miami loves bitcoin for you know you know the cocaine deals like that's like perfect oh stop if, if you want to you know that's money, why right you want your money in cash you want your money in cash you Straight don't cash homie use bitcoin for your illegal purchases because it can be tracked all all purchases on bitcoin network are visible publicly visible use yeah, cash but, but they, you don't know who they, they are cash. right you don't know who's doing it yeah but they, oh well, no but i mean i don't get to but they they can track them right so they track they track and then somehow they like they've done this with a few different people who are doing uh i don't want to talk about what kind of illicit activities but illicit activities they've tracked it and somehow figured figured out who it was because there were so many transactions okay. so ca- cash is the number one use for illegal activities cash coins 
CP, I don't think you like Vegas as much, but I don't like Vegas. I don't mind Vegas. I don't think Vegas. No, I'm it's out kind of a Vegas terrible place. Very. What about New Orleans? New Orleans, no. I've never been to New I've Orleans. Heard. No, I don't like New a little murdery. A little murdery, and I did <laughs> stay murdery. in a murder hotel, but New Orleans is like one of those—you take the wrong turn in the wrong place, and it's—it's a—you could be in some uh, a bad situation. Maybe Atlanta, oh, St. Louis. Love, St. Louis. They don't love a... freedom that much either. Maryland doesn't like freedom. Is that what you said? No, no, I said all Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah, Baltimore. No. St. Louis is great. They've had it there so many times, but St. Louis downtown is getting it's kind of going downhill. It's Not getting worse. Great. Last time we were there, yeah. it was. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get. She's gonna get better. All right. Um, great, great show. We we went almost to nine forty-five on Taco Day. That's how you know the good vibes were flowing. We're gonna be back tomorrow. Come heck or high water. High water is possible in the current Austin, Texas climate. It's, it's been a raining. As we know, I have a whole grill situation as a result of this, this inclement whole weather. Whole grill situation. Don't feel sorry for me, though. I got it good. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you guys have a great Wednesday. There was a dog here this entire show. You had no idea because Murphy is well-behaved. Hold up. Hold up this dog. Come here, Murphy. Everyone, you're going to see this dog if you're watching the video. Ben hates dogs, so he's hanging up. Look at this guy. Look at this little snowball man. Hello. He's getting a haircut tomorrow. He's getting a haircut. Mohawk him. You going to mohawk him? No, we'll see. JD grooms his dogs better than his his own hair, so (laughs) that's okay. All right, guys. Enough's enough. Goodbye.